The keys with three flats in them have B flat, E flat, a perfect fifth below B flat, and what other flat? A. A flat. So you work this out counting another perfect fifth below E flat, but that's not the only way to work this out. And counting backwards might not be the quickest, although it might be the most coherent, considering that we're always thinking in terms of perfect fifths, be it for sharps or flats. But of course, a perfect fifth backwards gives us the same note, just an octave higher, as moving forward a perfect fourth. And as we come across familiar note pairs, this becomes forever more apparent. We remember that E is the perfect fifth of A, so of course A is the perfect fourth of E, as, as we just saw after E flat comes A flat. So when it comes to finding our flat notes or naming the keys with flats, we can go backwards in perfect fifths, as we've been doing, or indeed, we can move forward in perfect fourths, which is a little less laborious to count forwards with letters rather than backwards. So to find the names of the minor and major keys with three flats in them, we can of course move a perfect fifth backwards from G minor and B flat major, which have two flats, or we can move forwards a perfect fourth to find the same notes. So what minor key has three flats in it, which we'll work out from G minor, no, which has two flats in it. C. So that's our minor scale with three flats, and, and then our major scale with three flats in it, we'll find from B flat major. So I can go forward four from B, which will be the same as going back five. Yeah. Let me just check. E. E, or E flat. No, E flat major. Again, we know this is E flat without worrying about counting the five half steps of a perfect fourth because we already know that E will be flat in this key. No, this key has three flats, B flat, E flat and A flat. So another way of looking at this is to build related keys from the scale degrees of any note. We know the dominant, the perfect fifth, gives us a new domain, a new related key of the same mode, major or minor. And as we've seen, the same goes for the perfect fourth, because it's the perfect fifth inverted. The perfect fifth, the fifth degree of the scale, is called the dominant, which gives us a new domain which raises a note. The scale we'll build on the dominant gives us one more sharp or one less flat. The perfect fourth, the fourth degree of the scale, is called the subdominant. It gives us a new related key, a new related scale, through lowering a note rather than raising one, giving us less sharps or more flats. So the subdominant gives us a subdomain, a new related key that we access through lowering a note. So now we know the names of the first five scale degrees, which are... Tonic, supertonic, um, median, Subdominant and dominant. Tonic, supertonic, median, subdominant and dominant. So this is another way of thinking about the same thing. Instead of thinking about moving forward or backwards in perfect fifths, we can also look at a scale and look at its subdominant and its dominant, build a scale from those degrees and our subdominant will give us a new related scale by lowering a note and our dominant will give us a new related scale by raising a note. 
So if we are in E flat major, for example, which has three flats, what are the notes of E flat major? A flat, F, G flat. What are our three flats? B flat? Just from memory. No, work it out. B flat. And then you can move forward a fourth or back a fifth to find the next flat, no? Right, okay. Uh, it's A flat. E flat, good. B flat, E flat, and our third flat is? A flat. Good, A flat. So E flat major has three flats, no? What are the notes of E flat major? So A flat, F, G, A flat, B flat, C, D, and A flat. Bravo. flat f g a flat b flat c d and back to e flat so what are the fourth and fifth degrees the subdominant and the dominant of e flat major so forget any residual thoughts from from the maths that we just did let it all go no and start again from scratch thinking through the scale from scratch but not from memory going going through the scale again to find the fourth and fifth degrees the fourth and the fifth note of the scale which are so A flat, F, G, A flat is the fourth, and B flat the fifth. Well done. A flat and B flat, no, are the fourth and the fifth, the subdominant and the dominant of E flat major. So if we build a scale on A flat, the subdominant of our major key with three flats, we'll get a new related scale through lowering a note, a new scale with one more flat. If we build a scale from the fifth degree, the dominant, we are raising notes now, so we'll find a scale with one less flat. So how many flats does the scale built on the subdominant of E flat have, if E flat has three flats? How many flats does the scale built on the subdominant of E flat have? Only two. So we are lowering notes in the subdomain, which means we get an extra flat because flats lower notes, no? So how many flats do we get now? Four. Four flats, which are? So B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat. Well done, B flat, E flat, A flat, and D flat. So the notes of A flat major, which has all of those flats, no, are? A flat, B, C, D flat, E, F, G flat, A. So you, so you really need to take your time to think this through, no? I'm giving you exercises to, to make you or to allow you time to, to think your way through this, not from memory though. This is an opportunity to construct and to consolidate your thinking around keys and scales. So the point here always is to think and to work it out, not to know it. The exercises in themselves are the work that we're doing. So if you need to stop and you need to go back and check what are the flats, then that's what you should do. I can wait all day, it's no problem. But you need to do that, no? Otherwise, you're just going to get more confused. So the key thing is to think slowly, to learn quickly always. You know how to source the flats. You know that this key has four flats. So I can wait all day, take your time. So you want the notes of A flat major, but not from memory, thinking it through.
So the flats are going to be, because which scale am I in? It doesn't matter, no. You're thinking about one thing at a time. So now you decided to remind yourself what are the four flats. Doesn't matter what scale or key you're in, no. So the first flat is B flat. E flat, A flat, D flat. Great. B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat. So you can go back there thinking it through again but not for memory, thinking it through again. And every time you think it through again, you'll get better at counting forward in perfect fourths or backwards in perfect fifths. So you can go back there and work that out again and check that as many times as you want. But what you don't want to do is to guess, no? So now I want the notes of A flat major, no? So you start with A flat, and when you think you come across a note that should be flat, you put a flat on it, and if you're not sure, you go back and check. All right, so A flat, B flat, C, D flat, E flat, F, G, A flat. Bravo. You must give yourself the time to think through one thing at a time and not guess, no? And then we get control over this panorama. Well done. So A flat major is A flat, B flat, C, D flat, E flat, F, G, and then back to A flat. So A flat major, the subdominant of E flat major, has one more flat than E flat major because the subdominant lowers a note to find us a new related scale. This gives us an extra flat. So the fifth degree of a flat key, the dominant of a flat key, will give us a scale of the same mode but with more or less flats if the fifth degree raises notes. Oh, less flats. Yes, less flats. The dominant achieves new scales by raising notes, so we'll have less flats now. So if F minor, for example, has four flats, to find the minor key with three flats, what scale degree of F minor will we look to? If we want to find the key with less flats, we'll look to? To the, to the dominant, the fifth. The dominant. The degree that raises notes. Well done. So which is, what is the dominant of F minor? C. C. So C minor has three flats. And if you wanted to find the minor key with five flats, so with one more flat than F minor, what scale degree of F minor will you look to? The, the subdominant. The subdominant, the scale degree that generates a new related scale by lowering a note. So what is the subdominant of F minor? B. B, but we know it will be... B flat. B flat. No, B flat. So we count it down to B, F, E, D, C, B. But we know that B is a flat because, of course, B is the first note to be flattened in this key. So we can know that without counting the half steps, no, of the perfect fifth or the perfect fourth if we're counting forward. So B flat minor has five flats. So with all of this information, you can tell me the notes of any scale. You just have to ask yourself the right questions to get there. So if I ask you for the notes of A major, for example, where do you begin working it out? Where are you going to look? Look, looking for the 
the the fourth going up four or, or down five. Okay, so trying to find the relationship between A major no and the launchpad key of of C major no. That's one way you can do it. What else might you do to find the notes of A major? I don't know. We know the notes of A minor no, which is our other launchpad key. So we could go from the minor launchpad key to find A major no, from A minor to A major. So to work out the notes of A major, we can go from A minor, no, tweaking the minor third, the minor sixth, and the minor seventh, raising them a half step, no? So we can do that, or we can count fifths from the launchpad key of C major to find that key. Or even we could think in terms of what is A major the dominant or subdominant of, if there is another related scale that we're already familiar with. So there's different ways we can work this out. The easiest is probably going from A minor, no? So depending on the key we want to work out and from what key, the calculations that we want to do are likely to be different. So it makes sense to go from A minor, no, to find A major. So what are the notes of A major? A, B, C sharp, D, E, F sharp, G sharp, and A. So we went from A minor, we could have also worked this worked out that A major was three perfect fifths from C major, adding three sharps, no? We could have worked it out that way too, but maybe the simplest way for this scale is to go from A minor, a key that we're already ve very familiar with. A, B, C sharp, D, E, F sharp, G sharp, A. Good. And what are the subdominant and dominant degrees of A major? What are those notes? Dominant is E and subdominant D. Well done. D and E. So A major has three sharps. If we build a related scale on D, the subdominant, will we be adding or removing a sharp? We'll be removing a sharp. Well done. We'll remove a sharp because the subdominant finds a new related domain through lowering the note, finds a subdomain. So how many sharps does D major have? Two. And how many sharps does E major have? Four. Four, of course. So what are the notes of E major? our major scale with four sharps. You can go through letter by letter and be reminded as you go along, you know, what letter should be sharp as you go along, if you feel confident that you remember the sharp notes. Or if you want to make, if you want to double check what are those four sharps first, then you can run through the sharp notes first, if you feel like you need to. Let's try not to do that. I would say uh, E, F sharp, G sharp, A, B, C sharp, D sharp, and back to E. Well done. E, F sharp, G sharp, A, B, C sharp, D sharp, E. So E major has four sharps being the dominant of A major that has three sharps. 
and D major being the subdominant of A major has just two sharps. So what are the notes of D major? D, E, F sharp, G sharp, A, B, C, D. Okay, you got the sharps wrong, but something that could alert you to that when you're working this out is that if we have just two sharps, they're not going to be F sharp and G sharp. No, they're not going to be so close because we find the sharps by counting in fifths, no? And F sharp and G sharp are not the fifth or a fourth apart. So I think we did need to go back and check what our sharps are, no? So let's go back to that. So our first sharp is F sharp, and our second one is? C sharp. C sharp. Now, now you can give me D major very confidently, no? So this is why I say to think slowly, to learn quickly. If you take those couple of seconds to double check what are the sharps? No, we don't get tied up in confusion. We don't get mental debris left behind from that confusion. So we need to make a personal habit no, of insisting to check everything. No, and you'll notice that your thought becomes much easier, quicker, more streamlined, and the result of your working is uh, much more easily internalized into the subconscious where you just know this stuff. But we get there through thinking slowly. So two sharps means F sharp and C sharp. So the notes of D major are? D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, C sharp, D. Well done. Well done. D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, C sharp, D. So we find, and we will find, that we have many different ways of thinking about the same phenomena in music. To find new related keys, we can think in terms of moving backwards or forwards in perfect fifths, no, referencing our launch pad keys if need be. We can think about the minor third between major and minor keys of the same notes and apply that elsewhere, as occurs between A minor and C major. We can think of tweaking the third, sixth, and seventh degrees of a scale to get major from minor and vice versa. And we can think in terms of what the different scale degrees of a key give us if we build new scales from them. We've seen that the subdominant gives us a new related scale by lowering a note, and the dominant gives us a new related scale by raising a note. Either way, all roads lead to Rome, and we can choose the calculation that is more accessible or meaningful to us in any given context. And also, we can apply alternative calculations afterwards to double-check our results. What we won't do is think about all the ways we can work this out at the same time.